Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm speaking with Katini. She is a singer and pop artist. Her mission is to be the global voice of positive millennial empowerment. Please welcome Katini. Thank you so much, Katini, for joining me today on the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, I always start the conversation off with a question. What do you believe? I believe that music is the universal language and it has the power to change the world and bring positivity and peace into all of our lives. Oh, that's beautiful. So tell us, your music is so inspiring and you are- Oh, thank you. You are such a beautiful singer. You have a voice of an angel. How did you begin your career in music? Um, so I, um, like, good question. Well, I've always loved music. Um, I first fell in love with music, actually, um, when I'd go to Japan for the summer to visit my grandpa and grandpa, my grandpa and grandma. And he was a huge jazz lover and had this amazing jazz collection. So I'd go there and listen to like Nina Simone and Billie Holiday and mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald and all of the greats and really fell in love with um, jazz was my first love. So I really fell in love with soulful music and music that, you know, was, um, that was born in the African-American community and came from America. And it was also new to me. Um, so I developed a love that way, but throughout primary school and high school, I was super shy. Nobody knew that I sung or even like liked music. Um, and then, but I always knew from a very young age that I was born to be a singer. I was born to be an artist. I want to be, you know, a voice of positive empowerment for people. Mm. So amazing. I graduated school and I was enrolled to go study political science, which I did for a very short time. And I said to my mom, if I can make my music career happen, I'm going to go and do that. Like I don't, you know, my dad was a diplomat. So I was in the political world, but so I decided to choose um, political science. And I thought, you know, I want to be able to change the world in a positive way. I can either do that, you know, through politics, or I can do that through music, which I believed was my calling. So um, I actually, within like two weeks, within the first month of graduating, I was signed to a major label in Japan, um, which at the time was the second biggest music industry in the world. And um decided like, yep, that's my calling. That's what the universe wants me to do. And I'm going to do that. And I haven't stopped since. So. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So your background is, is fascinating. So you, you have a father that is from Ghana, a mother yep. who's Japanese, mm. and you grew up in Australia. <laughs> yes. I mean, so, I mean, the, do you see a common denominator between these beautiful <laughs> of countries and cultures? I mean, it's incredible. Tell us about yeah. your experience. It's, I mean, I feel like they're all so different that um, it's, it's been really interesting and eye-opening to have lived in all of these countries. And, um, you know, both of my parents are such global people. And my mom has always, like, had a global view on the world and my dad also through his work. So as a kid, we, I would travel a lot to different countries, whether it was in Europe or you know, to Africa, like my parents were, they Mm. met in Japan, they got married in India. 
Um, and then we moved to Africa for a bit. We were back in Japan. So it's just been this constant move around different countries just because of my father's work and my parents' passion to keep us um, super cultured and, and aware of what's happening in the world. Mm. That, um, yeah, it, it, it was like, as a kid, I'm like, you know, I, I saw the world as, as one, like we're all people. It's not like that person is over there and I'm over here and there's a barrier between us. It was like, we're all, we're all human beings and we're all here to make this work together, you know? Yeah. So um, that was, that was the way that I was brought up. And I, when I moved to Australia, it was, you know, another beautiful experience in itself. Like we, we moved to this beach town where, um, everybody was like some blonde surfer kids and I think we were like the only mixed kids in like the whole district but I don't think and not once did I ever feel that I was disadvantaged or that I'm different I don't have the same opportunities or anything like that and I think Mm -hmm. it's really thanks to my mom for always um you know she was like the fact that you're mixed is your superpower and I think hearing that as a kid is everything you know because the information that you're fed and the support that you're given really helps you shine. And I think for me as an artist, I want to be able to remind people like, you know, we're all, we're all one, like we're, we're all people on this planet really here to live together. And society often puts us in a box or encourage us, encourages us to think of ourselves as one clean cut thing or another, but it actually separates us from really celebrating the uniqueness that we all have. Um, so I would like to be able to represent, you know, to, to people to embrace what you have and that's beautiful and that's what makes you, you and shine. Mm, what a gorgeous message. I love it. I'm wondering because there's so much going on in the world right now and, mm. you know, and, and through your music, because mm-hmm. I, I know your music, I'm aware of your music, yeah. how much has it inspired <laughs> you to sing how you're, how you're feeling? I mean, what are yeah. the messages through your music that you want to convey? I think it's it's always about being able to lift someone's vibrations up when they've heard my music or come to see my show. Um, and it really, music has the power to heal people. So um, most definitely, like I think about when I sing something, whether I've written it or whether it's been another incredible songwriter that has written it for me, mm. if I don't connect to it, then I, I won't sing it because I just don't believe in singing something that doesn't resonate with me because how is that supposed to translate to others you know sometimes Mm. people just don't know how to get in touch with their feelings that's why I was curious when you said it when it doesn't resonate you know what that feels like Mm -mm. like it's funny sometimes I can't even describe what it feels like in words it's just like it's it's the gut feeling of when you're yeah. For example, in a place that you're not supposed to be in and you get those like weird vibes. I think it's it's similar to that where it's like, mm, this isn't resonating with me like toss or like it's not for me. Somebody else will will love it and it's just not yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well that brings me to the next question, which is mm. I'm I'm just wondering, um in terms of a practice, like a spiritual practice. Yeah. How have you been able to get through this really difficult time? Do you have a spiritual practice? Can you share with us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so both of my parents, so they they raised my sisters and I in a household where um, meditation was like a huge part of our daily practice. So mm-hmm. I think from the age five, um, 
I was introduced to a monk who taught me how to meditate. Um, and it's been a huge part of my life since then. So it's been twice a day for me. I'll sit between, you know, around 30 minutes twice a day. And it really helps center me and, and brings me down. And I think um, cleanses me mentally, physically, spiritually, mm. and all of these things to to be able to block out the negativity and, and hold on to what I believe is right for me and and um, and others and 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 walk on that path. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's been so helpful. And I think, I mean, one of the reasons why we actually moved to Australia was because of this one primary school. Um, that was in this um, town called Mulaney, which I'm where I'm from. Um, and they had yoga and meditation as a part of the school curriculum. So every day yeah. you had to do yoga. And these are kids from like, you know, from preschool. I don't know if preschool, if that translates yep. over yep. here. Yep. yep, from preschool until um, grade seven. So before high school, you had to do meditation after lunch every day. There was like this quiet reflection time. And you can only you could only bring like vegetarian lunches to school and for me i've been i've been raised a vegetarian so yeah. i think for my parents they're like we want our kids to go there um and at the time i'm just like it's kind of like really hippie and alternative like coming from tokyo like neon metropolis city tokyo yeah to the middle of kind of like the middle of the rainforest this cute little primary school i was thinking like what a weird move like why <laughs> like why did why did why did we move over here you know right but um as an adult like i'm i'm so appreciative of that time and how it's how it was able to have a huge impact on me with being able to practice it every day and just have it as second nature amazing and a part of who i am wow I love that. And you are such a Zen person. I mean, you give off oh. such good vibes and you're, you're just such oh, a, just a soulful, <laughs> calm human. I love it. Um, oh, I'm you. curious, you know, who was the most influential person for you in your life? And, and I say this mm. as someone who you may know, or just someone who maybe has, who was this, who you admired, who maybe has passed on, or is there yeah. one person that really influenced you? in your in your life and in your music um yeah like I think for, I mean there's two different people one for life and one for music and I think for life it would have to actually be my dad so he he passed away when I was five years old but um he was this revolutionary man that really did everything that he could to help the children of Africa and to unite the country and, and do as much positivity to be able to bring justice and peace to the world so for me, although he had nothing, he was like toned up, he had nothing to do with music. His, um, his passion and his, his way of life has been such an impact in me. And I think it's, that's what's driven me to be able to do that through music in whatever capacity that is. If it's just bringing happiness to people that listen to my music, that's enough for me. Um, so he would be like, in general, my life sort of role model and in music, I mean, I I grew up listening to like such amazing artists, but I think it would have to be Ella Fitzgerald, who was, mm. you know, she's no longer with us, but like a legendary um, jazz vocalist whose voice is like honey gold. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, who made me fall in love with music back when I was like eight years old, listening to her records in, in the countryside in Japan. So, Incredible. yeah. <laughs> what, was that, what was it like growing up in Japan? Oh, well, it was funny because, I mean, so I was born there. I was there until 
I was seven, Japanese was my first language. So I didn't learn to speak English properly until I was like seven and a half, eight. So yeah, so um, it was, I mean, I love Japan. We went to an international school when we were living in Japan. Um, so I was constantly surrounded by different um, cultures. Right. Um, and then I moved back there when I was 17, but I feel like it's interesting. Like I have, the African side is very like, passionate and wild and expressive Mm. um, and very grounding and then there's this whole like Japanese side which is you know respects honor attention to detail more submissive so I feel like I have these two extreme cultures that's sort of like shoved into one person that um sometimes like I'll see certain characteristics coming out in in different situations and it's like yeah it's it's interesting to see where that fits in and I think um, I really respect the Japanese culture and their attention to detail and just wanting to be masters at what they do you know it's it's a really really beautiful part of their culture. Wow has that culture inspired your music at all or? Yeah so in the past I mean I was finally singing um, when I was 17 when I first signed to my label I was singing like J-pop music, so Japanese pop. So it was like 70% Japanese with like a, hey baby, I love you thrown in there, which was interesting. It was most definitely not what I, I think after being in that world for a couple of years, like, wait a minute, this is not what I want to do. Like I grew up listening to soulful music from Stevie Wonder to Michael Jackson and like all of the jazz artists. I'm like, well, this is like not it. <laughs> um, so the pop music, not as much. Um, some of the traditional stuff is beautiful, but now I've kind of found a way in my music um, to be able to bring in African influences and some Japanese influences, whether it's like traditional instruments that have been, you know, put through a filter and sounds like something super modern and cool or electric. Mm, yeah. Um, or throwing in a couple of Japanese lyrics in there that people in the West are familiar with. So it's been cool to be able to hybrid the two to a place that I feel represents me as a person and at the same time is relevant to pop culture. So interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'm curious now that you've been in New York mm. for how many years? I mean, you know, you've been here like for six years. Six years. How has yeah. New York influenced you? I think New artist? York, yeah, it's such a magical place. Like it was a place since when I was a kid, I'm like, I'm moving there, you know? And I think being here and being surrounded by so many talented people, whether it's in the field of architect, fashion, design, whatever it is, music, you know, it's people are just here. They're here with a dream and a vision for what they want for themselves. And I think everybody in the city understands what it, what it feels like to come move here with not much and mm-hmm. work your ass off to get yeah. somewhere. And I think it's a city where honestly anything is possible and I've experienced some incredible experiences here and miracles and magical moments where like you may be down in the dumps one day and then something incredible just switches it up 360 and it's just like how the heck did that happen and it's only in New York City and you've got you know other people that are so great at what they do that are open to being your mentors or encouraging you and pushing you in the right direction and I think there's a strong of strong sense of community here mm. that doesn't exist anywhere else you know it's really unique to this to, to here to new york city 
Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's tight knit that way, isn't it? When you see to like, oh, I'm totally. from New York, it kind of is like this this badge, you know, like you wear, like I'm from New York, you know, I'm yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like the cliche, you know, you make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's so true. It's like you go through some of the hardest things to to get closer to your dream, and it just builds this resilience mm. and this strength from within that it's like hey, no, you can't mess with me. Or, hey, this is what I want to do and I'm going to keep, keep doing it until I get there. Absolutely. And I know you will. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about that. Um, yeah. Your dreams, your mm. dreams, your desires and your, your biggest wishes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's all in music. And I think, as I sort of mentioned before, having these very different cultures and having this background where I've sort of, travel the world just because of this the circumstance I really believe like I am a global person a global artist so I, I, it's been always a dream for me to keep working towards that and to be able to be in a global platform and share my music with people around the world and hopefully bring a sense of happiness and positivity positivity to their life yeah so we're working on some really exciting projects at the moment with some people that I've only ever dreamed of working within the music business and I feel like it's getting close to that point so just just working hard and writing music and 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 um hopefully creating music that resonates with with people it's beautiful tell us about the project that you're working on soon I mean you're it's an event that yes. you're raising money for an organization for a cause so tell us a bit about yes. that yeah so um this all came about a couple of weeks ago a really good friend of mine Seth Rosenberg whom I met in Israel when I was there performing for Forbes 30 and 30 a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and we connected a month ago and he was like, why don't, you know, let's, let's do something like, let's, let's put on, let's like, he's not, he's in the financial world, but he has this like gorgeous um, place. And he's like, it's empty. Maybe we could do like a, a, sh a show or something like a charity um, performance. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love that. So we sort of put our heads together and um, research what organizations are out there. And it was in the middle of, you know, all of the racial injustice with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. And it was just so heart, heartbreaking to see that and to, to be in this pandemic within a pandemic. And wow. right around that time, um, I had just written this song called Off Black with my incredible um, producer and songwriter, Alex Bylo. And we we're thinking about should we release it? Like, what what's the release plan and whatnot? And and I thought, what a great idea it would be to put on a show and have like the pre-release and have have people come and and donate money and buy tickets to for this night of music and elevation, but as well be the first handful of people to um, listen to the song. Um, so our goal with finding the organization was to find someone that was really creating systematic, you know, changing things um, systematically to end racial injustice. And we spoke to a bunch of different organizations and we found that the Bell Project, um, mm -hmm. who's doing incredible work combating um, like mass incarceration and making sure that freedom is free for all. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided to go with them and it, it was just like really eye-opening um, researching the type of work that they do and how much impact they were, they were bringing to America. Mm. Um, 
that yeah we've decided to raise raise money for them we're hoping to raise 10k within our friend group and then 100k through foundations so it's going to be on the 23rd of of um of july so it's around the corner um it's going to be a socially distant show there's only going to be 20 tickets so it's super super limited um but it's going to be a really really wonderful night a night to remember and how does everyone how do how do how do people donate what is the um call to action what is the website so there is a gofundme page um that's actually linked to my instagram so if you go to um katini music at katini music on instagram okay it'll be in my bio so um would love you know um there'll be more information about the bell project on there as well mm-hmm. um and yeah I would love anybody who's 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 passionate and willing to be able to make greater impact to end, you know, racial injustice, which I hope is everybody to, yes. um, yeah, donate whatever you can. I know it's a pandemic and it's, it's tough times financially for a lot of people. So, um, yes. yeah, any donation counts. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. I absolutely will. As everyone else should listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube <laughs> or however you're finding this content, but Thank you so much, Katini. Oh. You are such a bright light, and I'm oh. so grateful for you, for you and being on the show. I'm grateful for you too. Thank you, Andre, for having me, and and I missed you, and I hope that we can see each other in person. Soon. Oh, we will absolutely, and I've missed you too. We will absolutely see each other in person. <laughs>